my girl Nori. Nori! Nori! Welcome, welcome to I Love the Internet podcast. I'm really excited about this next guest. She is a master step family coach. Uh, she runs a platform called Blended in Black. She is an author. Uh, she has her own podcast, social media influencer. I mean, VIP of the step family culture, I would say, because uh, she is really transforming how blended families, especially in the black community, work together to have successful uh, lives and community and I would say a successful place and space to share as far as a blended family. So please welcome to the show, Nyjah Hall. Thank you for being here. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Well, I am really excited to dive into uh, the work that you're doing. But before we get into that, we have a connectivity that I I was doing some research on you and I found out you have Tennessee roots. I was born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee. Everybody that I love the most in the world has has either lived or died in Memphis. So I'm like tried and true Tennessee to the day I die. Yes. That is amazing. So I'm from Chattanooga, yes. Tennessee. You're from Chat? Okay, yes. okay, my sister went to um, University of Tennessee at Chat. And I actually graduated from University of Tennessee in Martin. So, yes. yeah. So you're part of the UT all of Network, all of that. I am. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, goodness, this is like even better. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, well, we might be cousins some kind Girl. of way. You know how that you is. Know. We're on our way. Uh-huh. How long have you been in New York? So I just made my 12-year anniversary in New York. And people out me, people are like, dang, oh, you're in New York now. I'm like, no, baby. No, no, no. I said, I'm just stopping through now. Don't get it twisted. My, I would never let my grandma hear me say that I'm a New Yorker. So as long as my grandparents is here, I can never claim another city. But you know, I've been here for a little minute. You have. You have. You have, I believe, found a special calling uh, when it comes to working with people. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I would really like you to uh, give us a little bit of background of how you started to specifically work with the blended family um, and and why this is so important to you. So I am a master step family coach. Sounds all fancy. But what I my specialty is life coaching. Right. Mm -hmm. But I started to see as my own life and my experiences started to unfold. I saw that there was a need. So I met a guy with kids, y'all. I met a divorced dad. (laughs) And all the reasons why I said I would never date a person with kids started happening in my life. Drama and child support and the issues. And I was like, okay, this is crazy. Mm -hmm. And so I went to the preacher man. Preacher man said, you look, baby, you got to pray. I said, all right. I went to the therapist who charged $400 an hour, who was nothing like me, knew nothing of my experiences, and I just didn't feel a connection. And so I realized, I was like, look, look, nausea, God, universe, you know, whatever y'all call him or her. I said, if you just let me make it out of this, I swear I might help other people. Mm -hmm. And so I started an online forum called The Blended in Black Mm -hmm. because... You know, all the other good names were taken. But it was just, at first, it was like a venting space. And lo and behold, I think it's like 9,000 people in my little Facebook group right now. Wow. Like, it's so engaged. I mean, there's like hundreds of posts per day. People go there to look for family law attorneys. People go there just to simply get help when they can't talk to their kids mm. or when they want to recouple or remarry or they're thinking of it. Like any sort of issue you can do. We even have adult stepchildren that are in there who maybe one of their parents are deceased mm. and their mother or father has found a new uh, potential spouse and they can't handle it. So, you know, this stuff affects all of us. No matter where you are, okay, there's not one person that I've ever met that cannot say that this has not affected them um, in some sort of way, indirectly or directly. 
And so um, I started doing the work because of my own real life experiences. And I did not expect for this to become a fruitful career, a thriving career to mm-hmm. get me on national television and radio and like talking, being in rooms that I otherwise would have never been invited into. So mm-hmm. I certainly found a niche or it found me rather. I, I can say I didn't land on Plymouth Rock, Plymouth Rock landed on me. And so <laughs> I was just trying to make it happen. And do you come from a blended family yourself? Are your parents still together? Um, what was your background as far as your family life? My mom and dad have been married for 42 years now. And my husband's parents are celebrating 39. Actually, we got married on their anniversary. So next week, it'll be three years for us and 39 for them. So we both come from a long lineage of strong marriages. However, my, you know, once we dig into it, Mm -hmm. both my parents had uh, step siblings. Oh, wow. Yeah. But, you know, growing up, I really didn't recognize these outside and uncles because they didn't come around much Mm -hmm. or... You know, they just, there was no connection. There was no familial connection because they had a different mother. Mm -hmm. Um, Or in in, uh, one case, a different father. And so looking at it, I was like, dang, Naja. You know, because for a while I would say, I didn't come from a blended family. But I was like, Naja, you do though. Because your parents um, both have had siblings. Or who they regard as siblings. So Mm -hmm. I won't say half. So yeah, I mean, I look at it that way. But I did grow up seeing both my parents under the same roof. Still are. Uh, just was with them last week. So, yeah, that's crazy, but they feel the The reason that we came together and we met is because we actually went to an event put together by a young lady named Danny in New York. And uh, she decided to bring her event to D.C. And I was connected with her through a mutual friend. I went to this event, and you were one of the coaches there or leaders yes. um, that was yes. at this event. And one of the things that you said to me was, you know, and I'm I'm paraphrasing, I may say this wrong. You said, you know, if you meet a man and he has kids, if he is not the best man you have ever met in your life, run. Run. (laughs) Run. If you can hear the sound of my voice, I don't know where you are right now, sis, or brother. You know, if there's a person, if you meet a person and they do have a child or children or some or they're divorcee, if they are just not the absolute top candidate that you could consider, Mm -hmm. then you're doing yourself a disservice because not only are you taking on them, should you decide to stay in a romantic relationship, you're taking on all of their issues and their children's issues. And, you know, you got some parents out here that say, oh my God, my kids come first. Like, you got to deal with all that. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to deal with all that, this person really needs to be the the cream of the crop. I agree a thousand percent. I know for me, I don't don't have any kids. I want want You like me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I want children in the future. Um, but I'm also open to dating a man um, that has a child or or children. But I think yes. what you really touch on and just looking through, you know, your catalog of information, because it's a beautiful catalog of information um, that you, you have. You know, you talk a lot about harmony and restoring balance and how all of that is important. So, you know, share with the listeners how you've been able to keep harmony within the different people that you've worked with because dealing with someone's ex is not easy. Dealing with someone's children is not easy. And how have you been able to really uh, connect the and, and balance all of that when it's not an easy situation, when it is difficult, but you really love the person that you're in a relationship with? Mm. So y'all know like, when you're going through divorce, um, you don't. I'm not going to say this, when you are a person that has a child with a person, and let's just say 
you were in some semblance of a relationship, a romantic dealings, whether mm-hmm. it was marriage or not. When you break up, when you end that relationship, most people don't know how to redesign their relationship so that it can fit, so that that other person can fit in their life. Mm-hmm. So where a lot of people go wrong is they fail during the transition period. Mm-hmm. You know, you see, a, like, let's just say your children's father, for example. He's used to coming over and when he picks up the kids, he'll come and sit in the room and play with them. But then you get this new man in your life. Oh, yeah. And here comes your kid's dad. He's in there playing with Junior and his new guy's walking around with his shirt off. New guy is going to feel way out of place because you've not set these boundaries mm-hmm. in place. N- not with the um, not with your old fella and not even with yourself. And then we see it with women also. Hey, don't have anybody around my kids. Hey, don't touch my daughter's hair. Hey, you know, just the typical things that us women do to lay claim to our territory. When right. Really, our hearts are hurting. Mm. I would say the main way that I go in and restore balance for people is first, I just got to assess, do you really want to, 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 to learn your new role? Because I could say it's tough going from being his wife to being his co-parent. Because you're not asking him about no bills. You're not worried about if he ate or not. There's certain things that are no longer your concern. And for a lot of people, letting go of what their old role used to be is the most difficult to impossible part, which Mm. is why we see so much drama. So the first thing I do when I come in and try to restore balance is I assess where everybody's head is at. What is their ability to cope with conflict and chaos how do they handle rejection are they able to honestly see and say i am no longer his wife i am his co-parent and i have a new role in his life now or are they going to hold on for dear life and fight tooth and nail to still keep some semblance of what they knew as normal so the, the the hardest part of my job is probably you know coming in there like, okay, let me see where everybody's head is at. Mm-hmm. I can tell who my problem people are going to be as soon as I lay my eyes on it because I can tell by the disposition. I'm like, oh, this is going to be fun. But it's cool, though, because I, I like what I do. I like meeting people. I, I love watching people have those moments where they have that personal epiphany. Like, dang, mm. my life is not over because my expectations, my, my relationship is, is not what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. For for people that are you that you are master coaching, do you talk to every individual involved or just the person that has reached out to you um, that wants help? I always talk to the person that first reaches out to me. There have been some cases where, for example, a, an ex-husband would call me mm-hmm. and say, hey, you know, I'm having these issues. My kids don't like my new girlfriend. And I would first speak to him to see how did you introduce her did you introduce her in a jacked up way oh so now you know every time they now they think oh if she wasn't for her then my parents would still be together like did you do that mm-hmm. did you did you start seeing her while you were in a relationship you know there's a lot of things that we got to break down especially that men do that makes things kind of hazy um, for an ex and a new woman as far as getting along. So I really, first I sit and analyze that person because they are my client. Mm-hmm. Now, if they say, hey, Naja, my ex is open to talking to you. Can you do a session? I'm always willing to do that. Um, one thing I can say, though, is like client discretion is very serious. So yeah. unless they're in a session together, I ain't going to, I'm not playing the go-between between, you know, yeah. two people that can't figure it out. But um, I'm always willing to help. I've had whole family sessions before. Wow, this is great. Yeah, yes, yes, I've had whole family sessions. I will say this though, it's it's not enough. It's it's very rare that I could get um, two ex spouses and their new partners 
in the same room so okay. that we can talk turkey. It is very rare because it's always somebody that's going to storm out or they're not going to agree to it or they don't think that they need help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, those are the ones that need the most help. But so it is difficult. I ain't gonna lie to to get them to agree. Well, I think I think the work that you're doing is really important. And you know, one of the things that I saw that you do is you post different scenarios, um, things that are trending. You also engage um, your audience by I think asking some of the realest questions uh, when it comes mm-hmm. to you know having a blended family. One of the things I would love your take on because. Now, for me personally, it comes across as a bit much. I, I don't mm-hmm. know if I am in the space that this uh, high-profile couple is in, but I Uh-oh. do admire their openness and willingness to do whatever that they need to do for their children. But what's your take on the blended family when it comes to Will and Jada Smith and Cherie and all of them? Because to me, they have a very unique uh, situation. Mm-hmm. They vacation together. I, I just think that is something that... I haven't reached, but... You think they're doing the most? <laughs> it's a, yeah, it just seems like it's a little extra. It's a little extra. But when you have... Now, I would say this. When you have an excess of cash flow and resources, it you know, yeah. it also seems easier to, to manage as well. So you can take everybody on vacation and you got a yacht and you don't see that person, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> like you would yeah. if you're on a budget. So what's your take on their blended family and, and, you know, them being in the public eye like they are? Well, first, they, I would say that they are knocking on 50 years old and these people have adult children meaning they have gone through the drama the fighting in court the slandering each other in media they did that what 30 25 years ago yeah yeah i will say that it's not fresh like you know they look very young but these people are not young anymore and then i think red table talk because i was so glued to that episode when Mm -hmm. sheree and jada sat down with each other and they laid their truths out on the line. Now, Jada's a professional actress. I mean, obviously, no one was blindsided. Everybody knew what one another was going to say. I'm not going to say it was scripted, but it felt very genuine, mm-hmm. but very calculated. And so I remember one of the moments when um, Sheree was honest. She was like, you know, I, I, I just, you were living in my house, mm. the house that I'd had with him. I picked out the furniture. You know, we split up and you were there. And Jada was honest with saying their relationship started before Will had ended things with yeah. uh, Sheree. Yeah. And so I know that in and of itself makes for a, just a perfect combination for a high conflict. And they were honest. They were like, listen, they were going at it for years, but they said that they still had holidays together. They still had, um, they, they would still do Christmases together, yeah. even though they couldn't stand each other. Now, that's something that, unless a court is ordering it, I mean, I know people that can't even get along for the sake of their ailing parents. Mm, you know, you see yeah. folks fighting at funerals. So, one thing I'll say is, I don't know how in the world. Well, I do know how. I, I I wish that more people could replicate that. But I, what I was going to say is I don't know how in the world they did that um, in the midst of going through this acrimonious breakup. Mm-hmm. And he recoupled so fast. He did. But yes, he absolutely. I mean, before she was out the door, he had already, you know, started his life with, with Jada, and which caused a lot of resentment and a lot of problems for his mm-hmm. oldest son. Yeah. And so what I think, I mean, I see them taking vacations now. I could tell that neither one of them, these women ain't no punk. Neither one Girl, of them is soft. Because right. <laughs> I thought, I was like, I was watching that. I said, oh my God, is it about to go down? Yeah. I mean, they were just so bold with their words. Neither one of them stood down. Um, so they have established a level of respect so high for one another mm. that they know not to cross each other. 
because they they know if hey listen I don't Jada don't want it with Sheree Sheree don't want it with Jada because they see now oh this woman don't play yeah I think that's what it is it's a mutual respect and I don't know if I've seen them taking vacations like, I know I've seen some other high profile um, couples doing that but like with those women though then we're talking about two grown in their fifties ain't playing games financially secure mm-hmm. look like appear like they're happy in their lives. Um, and they've had a long time to deal with this. Yeah. Long time. Not yeah. the time heals our wounds because I know many, many, many co mothering situations where they got grandkids and step grandkids and these women can't talk to each other. So those two are just very mature. Yeah. Extremely mature. Uh, they got good therapists. You can tell when a person has a good therapist. Okay. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I could tell, you know, that's, I said, oh, this is a, these are two very emotionally well women. If yeah. you're emotionally well, you're not going to get along with... If you're emotionally unwell, you're not going to get along with your ex. You're not going to get along with his new woman. It's just not going to happen because you can't do it. Mm-hmm. I like that, being emotionally well. Well, I want people who are listening to this podcast to be emotionally well. You are yeah. a master step family coach. Uh, you have something new that you are um, sharing with your audience. Talk to us about VIP Stepmom and how that's changing the lives of your, uh, your audience. Oh, my goodness. So one thing that I saw is in my audience the the people that were the loudest were the women that were dating engaged or married to men that are fathers mm-hmm. i don't know why i don't know why i mean why the space attracts that or maybe it was just kind of you know like attracts like i myself am in the I'm a stepmother mm-hmm. and so one the i guess the easiest most natural feeling niche for me to speak to first um when I started breaking blended in black up into different sectors mm-hmm. was uh, my own was women that are in the same situation as me. And so I started a membership site, number one, because I've been subpoenaed by people's attorneys oh, and wow. stuff that my members have said on Facebook. And, and I was like, OK, and I just know it's not safe. I have some very good friends that are divorce attorneys, um, <clears throat> family law experts. And this is how they win their cases. They go through your Facebook. They go through your social media. Mm -hmm. They literally win their cases against you just by finding things that you've said. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I wanted to make a safe space for women to vent, for them to have a community, for Mm -hmm. um, them to get some real tools. Because there's some excellent resources online. Excellent. But they're not all reputable. Some of them just look really pretty. Mm -hmm. But they're giving you misinformation. Um, so I was like, I wanted to do something different. I wanted to cater to a crowd that looks like me, that thinks like me, that wants to achieve a level of wellness and just wants consistent material. So, I mean, I'm talking to some of everybody, but I don't share the videos or the writings. I don't share any of that publicly because, you know, this is stuff that is really sensitive information. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was like, listen, if a sister really wants to heal, she's going to pay, I like, guess, you know, it's like eight bucks. And I was like, I gotta, this is, this shows me the level of commitment that they have. And so far, so good. I mean, we have monthly meetings. Mm-hmm. Like, we be in there going in, honey. And not bashing anybody. We're going in as far as people getting healing and seeing things from a different perspective. So they're not drowning in the fact that, you know, they have, let's just say they have awful stepchildren or stepchildren they deem as awful or the ex is uh, very confrontational. You know, like I'm teaching them how to deal with this stuff so that they can still be whole women and see if this person 
really is the one for them without without all that outside noise. Well, Naja, again, your uh, platform, VIP Stepmom, uh, Blended in Black, your books, your podcast, just you as a person, you are full of life. And, you know, you've really just been impacting to me uh, and to a lot of people, uh, the lives of a lot of people for, for the better. And so I want to say <laughs> thank you again for taking the time out uh, to be on my podcast. How can we stay connected with you, buy your books, listen to your podcast, connect with you on social media? How can we do all of those things? You can find me anywhere. My name is Naja Hall, but you can find me anywhere at Blended and Black or VIP Stepmom. Those are two things I got super popping right now. So just jump in wherever you need. You want to need a Facebook group? That's cool. I got you. Um, we're all over Instagram, Facebook, um, YouTube, Pinterest, all that stuff. So <laughs> everywhere on social media, you just type it in and it's going to come up. Well, again, uh, thank you so much. I'm, I'm excited to continue to follow your movement and to see. I love reading your comments, by the way. Them comments. Girl, I You know, you can tell the state of um, people's emotions mm-hmm. and the state of humanity. You know, just looking at anybody's comment section. So, yes, I work. My focus is the family. The most important system, I believe, in the world is the family. So that's why I chose to do the work. It's right at the ground level. Well, you are doing it. Thank you again. Uh, anything else you want to share with our audience before we wrap up? I thank you so much for listening. My name is Naja Hall, and you can check me out at Blended in Black or VIP Stepmom for more information. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Naja Hall. Thank you, Mama. That's going to do it for episode 26 of I Love the Internet podcast. Of course, stay connected with me. Follow me on social media at It's Nori Nori, I-T-S-N-O-R-I-N-O-R-I. Check out my website, www.itsnorinori.com. For more information, I have merchandise on there. I have services on there that I provide. Of course, uh, my information is all on my website. If you want to reach out to me, then holla at your girl. From me to you, I love you lots. Until the next time, bye-bye.